We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. And the Reserve Bank in New Zealand has raised the official cash rate by 25 basis points, which is a quarter of a percentage point to 1% due to strong rising prices, a very hot housing market and a tight labour market. And the Reserve Bank said that it was concerned that inflation, which was forecast, would reach 6.6% this year, would get entrenched and said that house prices were expected to fall perhaps by as much as 10% in the coming year. It also went on to say the underlying economy was underpinned by strong exports, healthy consumer and business finances and government spending. But it did warn in the short term the economy could be knocked around by the current Omicron outbreak. And the Reserve Bank New Zealand Governor Adrian Orr said the decision between a smaller and bigger rate rise had been a finely balanced decision, but a bigger cut in the future could not be ruled out. Well, let's welcome in Brad Olson, an economist at Infometrics in New Zealand. G'day there, Brad. Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. And where are you? You're in Wellington with those protesters outside Parliament, are you? I am. I'm trying to avoid getting harassed down that end of town, but uh, yes, no, settled here in Wellington and trying to keep well clear of all of the disruptions we seem to be having, trying to miss Omicron too. (laughs) Yeah, well, good luck with that. They've been there for, what, nearly two weeks, isn't it? It's probably over two weeks now, uh, or it certainly feels like it. There's a, still a lot of tension down there, but it has thinned out a bit more. It's, it's very much now a pretty rowdy core of protesters emerging, still making everyone feel very, very unsafe, very, very unwelcome in their own city. Yeah, well, talking of uncomfortable, Adrian Orr is saying the economies around the world are starting to renormalize themselves after coming through the global economic shock. But does that go out the window a little bit now after yesterday's invasion of the Ukraine by Putin? Yeah, there is certainly a feeling that the world has been, you know, further upended. We weren't fixed, we weren't necessarily normal uh, yet, but we were looking to establish what the new normal might look like, what the sort of new trading conditions might appear as for the global community. That has gone out the window in my mind. Uh, You know, we've got armed conflict in Eastern Europe. We've got the armed troops on the ground, missiles being fired through the air, nuclear threats being passed along. It's about as real as it's ever going to get. And what it does in my mind is just stoke that uncertainty that we've had persisting over the last few years, but exacerbates it. This is a whole different kettle of fish. You know, we're now grappling uh, a pandemic alongside war. So it does very much, I think, unsettle expectations that we're sort of through the worst of it and that we're necessarily rebuilding on a better path. It's never, in a sense, been more uncertain than it is today. And the governor of the Reserve Bank, he also said that some new homeowners who have taken on a significant amount of debt could see small changes in the value of their asset and could also find themselves in a positive or negative equity situation. That's a little bit troubling, isn't it, if somebody's just you know, purchased a, a house with a big mortgage? I think it will be making some households very uncomfortable, that thought of possibly being in negative equity. It really does highlight the perfect storm we seem to find ourselves in. Uh, We've had house prices increase nearly 30% over the last year or so. But for the last two months, slight monthly, month-to-month falls. 
and you are seeing as well those interest rates start to rise. A lot of first home buyers have had to absolutely put everything on the line to get onto the housing market. I often refer to it as having to pole vault onto the bottom of the housing market ladder because you're spending now on average 12 years saving up your mortgage deposit. So you're having to sort of find and and scrimp and save every dollar. You get on the housing uh, ladder, you've got a very, very expensive property over a million dollars in most cases. And now interest rates are turning around. Now house prices are shifting away. So for new buyers recently, they might well find themselves with a house that is worth less than they originally paid it, but with some pretty big mortgages to pay, especially as interest rates rise. Yeah, exactly. And the governor of the Reserve Bank also said that house prices were expected to fall perhaps by as much as 10% in the coming year. Now, that was also made the other day before the invasion. So everything now, you just get this feeling that there is a little bit of this instability that's going to creep in. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the Reserve Bank's expectations around house prices have massively shifted from last time. Back in November, their call on house prices was far, far more upbeat. They thought they were going to continue to go up and up and up before they eventually showed some sort of slowdown or flattening in house price growth. To be picking, you know, falls now is is quite a big move, but it is also in keeping with other uh, expectations. And I guess a big driver of that uh, expectation on the housing front is because of those rapidly rising interest rates. We've seen, you know, a one-year fixed rate increase by over 100 basis points in the last year. Uh, That's starting to really impact people who are trying to get lending because they're going, well, gosh, I've got to pay a lot more now to actually service the mortgage. Can I make this work? Uh, And so, look, you're completely right. Uh, The instability in the Eastern European area, what Russia does next and what the implications are from the global financial markets is huge, but the domestic uncertainty still remains because, look, after a 30% 30% rise, you are sort of seeing some some big changes around the, the market and there is a complete surprise over where we actually head to next. And talking domestic, what should Australians with mortgage take from this OCR rise and is it something that they should be concerned about at all in terms of what's happening in New Zealand? I think we, we are certainly seeing some big shifts. One of the biggest from the Reserve Bank uh, this week was actually the increase in just how much they thought they'd have to lift over the next few years. Back in November, again, they were expecting they might have to take the official cash rate up to an average of sort of 2.6% in 2023 24 They're now expecting they might have to take it to 3.4%. So that very persistent level of inflation is very much starting to worry them. Their, their job, remember, is to make sure that inflation tries to get to that 2% point. They're currently running at 59 expected to peak at 6.6. They're failing their job. So they're having to have to pull out the big guns to try and get inflation back under control. And that is going to require them to be a lot more uh, brutal, a lot more forthright on the uh, mortgage rate front. So we are expecting that mortgage rates will go up. So for those that have property at the moment, that have uh, probably especially a larger mortgage who might have brought more recently, they are going to have to redo those sums, figure out, you know, how are they going to make their payments work? How are they going to ensure that they can keep their house? Is that still their best financial strategy? Because the era of ultra low interest rates, especially in New Zealand, is ending and it's ending a lot faster than than we expected. It's also ending a lot faster than in other countries. So we do have the pressure on here in New Zealand. You know, I'm interested, Brad, because these low interest rates, we've got a generation now that have only ever known low interest rates. So they've got onto the property ladder with those low interest rates in mind. I mean, this is a huge 
fundamental change, isn't it, for them to accept that suddenly these mortgages are going to, at some point, increase over a period of time. We don't know just exactly by how much. Is that something that you kind of, um, I don't know, model? Is there any way that you've got a handle on just that younger generation with their mindset around the fact that they've been living in this economy of low interest rates? It is something that we certainly talk about a lot and that we hear a lot from uh, New Zealanders about. And I think, you know, worthwhile putting some numbers around this. By our estimates, uh, you know, people who have bought property in the last few years, their mortgage repayments are going up by a few thousand dollars a year. That's a fair bit of money they're going to have to find from somewhere to finance it. And I think what we're seeing moving forward is that for the first time in a generation, interest rates are heading up. Now, when they're heading down, it's all fine. You, you don't need to worry too much about what your strategy is with your mortgage rate because you just sort of let it tick over and you expect it to fall. Now, though, you're starting to see them go up and lenders and borrowers are going, well, actually, what am I best to do? Am I best to go for, you know, say, a one-year fixed rate where it could well spike quite a bit higher? higher quite soon or, and this is increasingly the conversation that some people are having in New Zealand, if we know that interest rates are going to go up and we can see that they're going to go up relatively fast in some ways, maybe it's better to have a bit more stability. Maybe I'll lock in for two to three years a bit more. That'll give me that stability of payments. I know exactly what I'm paying for two to three years. Now, yes, there's a premium on that that you have to pay, but stability seems to be the name of the game for some people because at least they can plan the rest of their family budget around those financial expectations. One-year fixed rates instead are providing a bit more uncertainty and volatility. So you are seeing people very much uh, interested in, in, in that stability frame. It's, it's very, very different from the conversations we've had in the past around interest rates. And before I let you go with this war that's uh, broken out in Europe, high oil prices, just how much of an effect is that going to have? I think it will continue to further stoke inflation higher uh, and that'll mean again more uh, potentially higher increases or certainly more attention from central banks needing to be paid to trying to get inflation under control. Higher oil prices are going to increase the cost of transporting a number of goods. Uh, Increasingly though, you know, Russia and and Ukraine to a point are also big suppliers of some farm inputs, the likes of wheat, but also the likes of urea and fertiliser. So I'd expect to see food prices take a further upwards tick as we move forward because, you know, there is a lot coming out of the Eastern European theatre that will start to affect other countries. Now it won't be direct, but we are very much seeing that shift. The wider ramifications for the financial sector as well, I think, you know, is going to see uh, changes in the exchange rate. Uh, Everyone's flocking towards those safe haven assets. Uh, So there is some big moves afoot and possibly much more permanent moves afoot if invasions and war seem to be a little bit more of the new normal. Oh yes, that new normal seems to be changing every 24 hours. Hey Brad, great to chat with us. You've certainly given us something to think about and thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.